Hello, everybody out there. This is another episode of the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank alongside Tyler. Hey, how you doing? What the fuck? I don't know. My voice just felt weird at the moment. I clicked the record button and I just rolled with it. Hey, that's fine. How you doing, buddy? I'm very tired. It's one of those weeks where Friday isn't around yet and you got basically have your 40 hours in. Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't it's, like those weeks. It's not fun. Just a lot of stuff happening at mm. the works place. Yeah. It's How getting about, warm. It's the weather is heating up. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like sweating. No. Sweating is not fun. No, it's not. I uh did what did we do? We uh did mulch last weekend. Ooh. You know, it was pretty hot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that can be pretty steamy work. Yeah, we needed it, and it looks very nice now, but damn, you know, that's not the most fun thing to do when it's very hot outside. No, not at all. Um, yeah, I it, I have uh, just been doing my thing, working stuff. It's, yeah. Taking care of the dog and trying to do work at the same time is not the greatest situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm trying to make it work. It's all right, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've been playing a lot of video games, too. Like, I, I've I've tried to cut out some time for the new stuff. Tyler, have you had time to play anything? I, you, I know you say you're busy. But did you manage to cut out to some time? Some stuff. I got I got to play some stuff last weekend. Um, not so much this week. But after we recorded last week's episode, you coached me through some Sekiro. Oh, yes. Yes, I did. Which was very fun. Ended up taking down my first, the first main boss. Mm-hmm. A few mini bosses, which was really cool. Yeah. By the end of the night, I felt much better at Sekiro. Yeah. Um. Probably haven't played it since, have you? No, I have, have not. I have not. I'm so I'm still at um, the Lady Butterfly. Yeah, in the Harada Estate, yes. and then you're at the Ashina Castle Gate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but that's a hell of a game. I mean, it's just very thrilling when you defeat a boss, mini boss, whatever. Um, fuck that drunkard guy, <laughs> Juzo. Oh my god. I, I felt like I was so close to taking him out almost every single time, and it took me, I don't even know how long it took me, maybe six, seven tries, eight maybe. Um, fun boss fight, but yeah, he was a he was a turd. Uh, but that game's just, yeah, it's, it's got very, very good combat. Definitely have to uh, change how you play video games instead of focusing on dodging so much, you know. Got to get in that face. Got to do them blocks. Get those deflections. Mm. Exactly. Um, but that first main boss fight, uh, I mean, I won't spoil anything of what it actually is, but that was a pretty pretty interesting boss fight. Yeah. Um, not what I was expecting, but I like, um, you know, it was just kind of different. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Definitely different than any of the enemies you've faced so far. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it... I was surprised at how well you how well you did. It I wasn't expecting you to beat it in as few tries as you did. Yeah, me either. I mean, I think it only took me like 3 tries. Yeah. Um yeah, that, that I kind of shocked myself on that one, but 
know, hey, that's the thing with those games. Just put your mind to it. Mm-hmm. You can you can do it. So, what yeah. you what you think of Snake? Oh, dude, that was amazing. That was that was truly amazing. That that's probably one of my favorite like gaming moments or sequences so far this year. That mm-hmm. was just very fun, very intense. Um, it was really funny towards the end of it, um, where you thought you yeah, had nowhere to go. I thought I go. was okay, and I was not okay when I made it through. Uh, that was that was fun. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I gotta take out Lady Butterfly, and then I, I need to go do that uh, side quest that you're yeah, gotta kill those rats. Yeah, so I need to do that. Keep soldiering on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I enjoyed playing it by your side. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed watching you and trying to coach you through some of this stuff without try, trying not to say too much. Yeah, and I, I also, uh, I, I mean, with certain, some of those bosses, I probably would have just given up mm. if I played by myself. You know what I mean? I'll just come back to it later sort of thing. But I don't know. Just... You know, getting some tips was very helpful. Yeah. Um, things that I wasn't thinking of since you finished the game, you know. Yeah. You know those things. Yeah, and I, I was trying to let you, like, go in on your own and figure it out for yourself. Yeah. And then I... It's it's a fun way to play that, that those kinds of games. Is yeah, definitely. Alongside. And that's, that's how I approached uh, Bloodborne a lot, is, like... I tried to do most of everything myself, and as soon as I got frustrated, I looked at a guide for some tips. Mm-hmm. Like I, I didn't like watch videos of how people beat the boss, but I was like, okay, let me let me see a move list. Let me see what they do. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how you want to play the game. There's, you know, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So yeah, definitely enjoyed that. Uh, I gotta play more of that. I got. I played the shit out of uh, Borderlands. Oh, game of the year edition. Yeah. So I put a solid four or five hours into that. I am now at the Trash Coast. So I feel like I'm coming down the home stretch. Rackhive there. Uh, I think that's Trash Coast. Rackhive that boss. Um, maybe. I literally just got to the Trash Coast, oh, so okay. I haven't seen much of it. Um. But yeah, went through a lot of like Rust Commons, East and West sort of stuff. And yeah, that's an enjoyable game for sure. Uh, but that story is non-existent practically in the first yeah. game. <laughs> I mean, as someone who does enjoy the Borderlands 2 and the pre-sequel characters and stuff like Tales from the Borderlands, I mean, it is a little disappointing to go back to one just because mm-hmm. there's no fucking story and I never finished the first one. Um, but it's fun to shoot stuff. I just feel like with this game, more so than any of the other Borderlands games, I feel like I've had weapons, almost the same weapons for a while. Like it's kind of, you kind of just get locked in and I'm not really getting a whole bunch of stuff where I'm like, oh, that is so much better than what I have. Yeah. And that, that is a problem. I think most... I think most of the good guns come in the DLC, the General Knox stuff, because you go to the Knox Armory, and that's where uh, I think, what is it, Cromorax is in that DLC? I think so, yeah. So yeah, those are the main sources of getting like the best guns, Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. So I'm hoping to just pound that one out pretty pretty soon, at least the base game, and 
move on to some of the DLCs. And then, let's see here. Oh, I started um, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Oh, did you now? About the first hour of that game, uh, which I enjoyed the first hour so far. I mean, to me, it just, I, after playing so many open world games and long games like Assassin's Creed Odyssey and right that, it's just, I don't know, there's something kind of a little relieving about playing a game that you know is only going to be like 10, 12 hours. Mm. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I mean, it's it's Tomb Raider. I mean, oh, you've talked about it a lot when it came out. I won't say too much until I get much, much further. But the game's very pretty. Yeah, it, do, it did look pretty good. Yeah. So, I, I got through the part where shit just goes south. Where she fucks town. up. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of right after that's basically where I stopped. So, yeah. Looking forward to just playing more of that, seeing where that goes. Because um, I do like those games. Yeah. You yeah. know, I've heard this one's probably the weakest of the three. But look forward to seeing more of that. And then I... So the only time I've had time to play some video games earlier this week, we were trying to get... A group together to finish the division two. Mm. We only have two strongholds left, and um, Sam couldn't get on. And then your brother got on and had an update. Oh, and the update said it was going to take him four hours to do. <laughs> so I didn't get to do uh, a whole lot of division two. I mean, I did a few side side missions and stuff, but um, that game's just the one thing I'll say about playing it there, because I kind of played it by myself, that game is just so not fun to play by yourself, especially in the later stages where things are much harder. You just, you got to have a group, in my opinion. So the only game we kind of had in common and we played a few rounds of was Rocket League, uh, which he hopped on his PC to play. Yeah. And that was just super smooth mm -hmm. how they have that set up. So that was, that was cool. And... Yeah, Rocket League's cool. I fucked up so hard so many times, though. So you know me. Mm. There's a wide open goal, and I'll hit it right to the post. <laughs> yeah. There was a few times that I surprised myself and got, you know, got a goal or a really nice block. I finally, for once, you know, the I'm really bad at the whole uh, you jump and kind of do your boost and float up in the air sort of thing. I'm really bad at that. I fucking nailed it. Finally. Yeah. So I'm getting a little bit better at that. Um, I blocked this guy. I was like, fuck yeah, that felt good. Um, but all the games we played except the very first one were kind of down to the wire. They were either one goal games or went to overtime. And it was cool. Some of those new stages, though, very pretty. I yeah. love the uh, aquarium one. Mm. Mm. I mean, that, that, one, that one's been there for a while. Yeah. That the just, Aquadome. That just shows where I... Where, I think that released, I that, I think that released within a year of the game launching. Uh, yeah, maybe. I probably played Rocket League for about a year hmm. or so. Um, probably not even... I, you know, we played it... I remember playing it hardcore during, like, when it came out. Yeah. Summer of, like, 2015 and stuff. Um, into 2016, but, yeah, that was fun. So... Hopefully we'll finish the Division 2 shortly. Hopefully we'll finally restart Rage 2 at some point as well. Well, Tyler, I have some news on that front. I I, I played and finished Rage 2. Yeah? It's not a long game. That That's what I've heard. 
I finished it with half the guns and half the abilities. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. And I didn't feel challenged at all. Yeah. I've heard it's a very easy game, and if you want any challenge, you should probably just start on hard right away. Yeah. I. Yeah, that's... That's definitely the case, and honestly, it's it's not even, like, a good kind of power fantasy. Like, there isn't even any real explanation as to why you're so powerful. Like, sure, you have this ranger suit, but you were in an... There were other rangers who got wiped out, and you're the last ranger. Okay. So there's no necessarily... There's not necessarily a reason that you're so much powerful. So much more powerful that you're able to stand up to what so many others couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. doesn't make much sense in that respect um i don't know i just that game left su- such a small impression on me like i i played it and beat it and i just don't give a shit about the game <laughs> like yeah that was the thing i played of, yeah. it's like it's it exists it's out there i'm sure some people are having more fun with it than i am but yeah like i even played a little bit after the, after i beat the last mission got I think I have all the weapons, all but one, um, and I have all the abilities. And even with all that, like, the combat is... I don't know. It just doesn't feel right. Like, the the gunplay is good. The abilities are good. But, like, when you put them together, like, it, I don't know. It just feel it doesn't feel like anything special. Mm. Um, and I think part of that is due to this being an open-world game and it not being designed combat arenas like id Software usually does. This is a collaboration between it and uh, Avalanche, and like uh, it just it doesn't doesn't meld together in a, in the way that I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a shame. It's yeah, it's a bummer because Rage Two seemed so great and before it came out. Honestly, I don't know why they stuck to the Rage IP. They kept making fun of the ga- the previous game and making fun of the the Rage <laughs> IP. It's almost as if they didn't want to make a Rage game. Yeah. They felt they have this IP they they might as well use, and maybe it'll attract some people who enjoyed the first one. Yeah, you know, with some name recognition. It's like they were like, "We want to do an open world game." Well, who else? Is, who who's a third party that's doing open world games? Oh, Avalanche. They just made Mad Max. Uh, we have this Rage thing that's kind of like Mad Max. Why don't we just make another Rage? Yeah. And I think that's that's all the thought process went to is like, hey, let's mash these two studios together. And I think Rage 2 is a great example of why you can't just put two studios games together and expect the greatest of both. Mm -hmm. Right. And I also feel like say they in, you know, who knows, maybe they could have made something pretty cool. But say they did tone it down or, you know, it's just this kind of 10 hour doom like experience then it's like it's probably not as good as doom you know from a shooting and, and fun perspective but you know maybe they could have figured something out but i feel like that i'll say that open world doesn't fucking help it yeah driving around like for i think at least a quarter of my time playing that game at least yeah. is just driving yeah and it's See, not not great at driving i feel like that's kind of been a a weird trend of the year of like there's been open world games but none of them probably should have been open world yeah the world is so empty like there even if you if you wanted to go on foot you would not be seeing much more than you are when you're driving mm-hmm. because there the spaces in between actual things are so empty and just devoid of any reason to be there yeah 
like Rage 2 seems like it shouldn't have been open world. Days Gone, I don't think should have been open world. It would have been a much better experience if it was a shorter, tighter game. Probably, even though I have to play a lot more of it, but I can already tell from the two hours I played, you know, it was just like, I don't really want to ride on this motorcycle. I don't want to fuel it up. It's not fun. It feels like shit. The Division 2 is the same way. I hate being in the Division 2's world. I went to just try to find shade caches. That's what you use to like upgrade your skills and stuff. And I'm, I, you know, I'm playing by myself and I just get jumped by all these dudes. I'm like, motherfucker, I didn't even want to fight you. I'm just walking by and they're like, and, and, you know, even when you get through those encounters, you're just running. Nothing cool. Maybe there's a random deer in the street. It's just like, not everything needs to be open world, man. It really just doesn't. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I, I'll let you finish Rage 2 and then I guess we can yeah. probably talk more about it. Um, yeah. Like I said, if, if you want to blast through that game, you can spend 12, 10, 12 hours and beat the game. Yeah. I think that's probably what I'll do. And half of that will be grinding your your faction rep with three different faction leaders. That stuff's not that fun sometimes. You really got to have a good situation with that. Yeah. It's, yeah. Days Gone has the same sort of thing. I don't know, man. I, I was I was excited for this game, and I, I'm mostly just disappointed with it mm. because it didn't live up to what the marketing was, and it didn't live up to what both studios are capable of. Um, so, yeah, that that's my thoughts for now, but yeah. again, we'll talk later. I did start another open-world game, though, Watch Dogs 2. Whoa! Yeah, I like that game. That game. I like I like I like driving around their version of San Francisco as yeah. inaccurate as it is. Very they get some of the highlights, um, yeah. but yeah, I I I think that is a very enjoyable game. Yeah, absolutely. I loved the uh, the missions. The you know the story's much better. Um, you know the, the tools you have is much more fun to, to do. Puzzles are better. It's just such a better game. It's honestly it's weird to say. Like, I feel like it's a very underrated game for this generation to me. I mean, I, I love it a lot. Not, you know, it wasn't in my top 10 or anything, but it's probably in my top 20 for this generation. I mean, it's a cool game. It's yeah. better than the first one in, like, every fucking way. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It definitely has better characters, like a, like more interesting characters in a, in a group of people that you work with. Mm-hmm. Like I can't remember much of anything about the first Watch Dogs. No. Like it's like this this sad man yeah. with like <laughs> with like this family his brother died I guess yeah. and like his wife and kid are like are still out there and shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like whatever. Yeah, but this one has a nice cast of characters and I'm enjoying it so far. I'm not too far into it. I think I played like three hours. Yeah. Okay. Cool, but I am enjoying that. Uh, it's an I, easy platinum, but now it's probably a pain in the ass because yeah, there's, there's like online stuff. Five online trophies, which yeah. even when the game came out, I played. I was like, "Fuck." Rage Two so is an easy platinum, but it's grindy. Mm. Um, so I'm not sure if I'm going to get it. I might trade in the game and just pick up Rage Two when it's like super cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and finish that off. Um, I saw. I was looking at the trophies for Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Oh my fucking balls! There's a hundred trophies in that game. I know there's a lot of DLC challenge tombs, but even the base game has sixty four trophies. Yeah. 
what the hell, man? It's <laughs> a lot of trophies. Yeah. Um, I also went back and played some Grand Theft Auto Five. Oh, just to get, just to like remind myself how to play that game because we mentioned that we might want to try some GTA Online. Uh, I just went in the single player and goofed off a little bit, uh, flew some planes and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, I guess I'll be the designated flyer if we need someone to fly. Yeah, it's probably probably the best case yeah. scenario. Uh, yeah. Uh, other than that, I th- I played some Monster Hunter World. Uh, did the Gar- the the Witcher three crossover stuff? Mm-hmm. Didn't like that mission very much. Really? Why? Because the weapon they give you is not very good for the thing you're hunting. Yeah. And it's just a very grindy fight. Mm-hmm. I might have been doing something wrong, but it felt like a really grindy fight. Um, but yeah, I played that because I played another game that released this week, Dauntless. Oh, the it's a free to play, yeah. kind of like Monster Hunter game. Mm-hmm. It's like if you made a Monster Hunter in the same art style as, say, a Fortnite. Because it's an Unreal Engine game. Oh. Are you building anything? No, you're not building anything. It just looks... Okay. It looks like that plastic cartoony gotcha. look. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I tried playing that a little bit. They, they've been having server issues, so... A lot of the online matchmaking stuff, like, it automatically puts you in for the first couple of your missions into an online matchmaking thing, and that was laggy as hell. Mm. But after that, I was able to create a private session and play. And even that wasn't optimal. I think there's some some way how that's connected, always connected to their servers. It wasn't an optimal situation. It was better, but not not the greatest. Um, I do like it. I do like how it plays. It's it's a lot more simple than Monster Hunter. Like it, it's easier to wrap your head around. Um, and yeah, it, it's it's free to play. It's got some cosmetic microtransactions. They are microtransactions, Randy Pitchford. They're, they, they're, they're microtransactions. <laughs> um, I know you're listening. You fucked me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we really fucked you on that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, it launched with a PC crossplay. So you can play with people. I, I, this is on the Epic Game Store. Uh, so you can play cross-platform with them as long as you're, like, I guess, friends on your Epic account or whatever. Um, but yeah. It's it's neat. I, I want to get back to it once they've had a lot of their server issues resolved. Uh, it is launch week for a free-to-play game, and mm-hmm. I, I guess they just weren't prepared for the volume of traffic. Yeah. But yeah, that, that, that was fun. Um, man, I played, I played some Wipeout. I went back and played some Wipeout. All right. Um, yeah, I, I fucking like Wipeout a lot. Yeah. I hope they make another Wipeout sometime. Mm. Launch title for the PlayStation 5. Maybe. Yeah. I also played... Uh, what, you know, a bunch of us got together over the weekend, and we played some more Ultimate Chicken Horse. Mm. Which... They got better at that game in, because they have it. They've unlocked all the levels now. Oh. Man, there are some bitch-ass levels in that game. Especially some... some. There's one that was really fun. 
uh, where it's a like a nuclear power plant, and you're it's, and you're climbing 100% vertically, and there's a lift that'll take you up maybe halfway, three quarters in that range, um, but you can place traps anywhere along the whole thing, and yeah, that was that was a really cool level. But there's another one where you start over here and you end way over it's like a horizontal level you end way far over and you're like how the fuck is this even possible and basically there's these two boxes on the map and as your characters are jumping through it all these little tiny tiles light up and then that's like a permanent path the next turn it's a, it was a mindfuck. I didn't even make it one time at the end. Wow. And our buddy Keith was such a douchebag. There's jetpacks in the game. He places a jetpack where almost no one can see it, jumps down, grabs a jetpack, and then just goes over the top to the end. And that's He was the only one to really make it the whole time. And <laughs> that's how he won. I'm like, that is such a bitch move. You got to keep an eye on that, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's a sneaky uh, fucker. It was, it was hilarious. But that level, pain in the in the ass um they have a lot of other characters now too there's like an elephant which is cute looking but total not fun to play he's very uh definitely has a different feel in terms of like mm-hmm. jumping and stuff so yeah a there's cute, a couple games game. out this week that i want to play but i haven't gotten to yet one of them on PlayStation 4 now, Slay the Spire. Uh, oh, yeah. I kind of want to pick that up. And then the other one's a PC game that I kind of want to I want to bring you into sometime. Because you like those Dynasty Warriors games, right? I do. Yeah. You know the name Lu Bu. I do. What if I told you those characters are in a, in a Total War game? I, Total yeah. War Three Kingdoms. I saw that, yeah. Total War games have always kind of intrigued me. Yeah, I like that sort of stuff. But I'm interested in that game. I, th- I think I might get it, and maybe, maybe sometime I'll bring it over. Yeah. Also, uh, our one of our local game stores uh, had like an anniversary sale over the weekend. It was like oh. buy two get one free on pre-owned games and stuff. Um, one of the games I got was Resident Evil Two. Oh, so the the, the remake, the RE2 yeah. remake. Yeah. Yeah. So we should play through that game together. Okay. That would be a lot of fun. All right. Because I, I, yeah, that's how I played seven. I played with one of our buddies, and that was a lot of fun. It's just fun to play those games and get spooked. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, look forward to that. I, I got pretty lucky. That was the last used copy they had. Nice. I don't know how it wasn't purchased. Um, and part of me was like, do I get Far Cry New Dawn? They had a lot of used copies. Ooh. And I was like, dude, I could get this for free. And it's like $30. And I'm like, nah. <laughs> I'm like, it's not worth it. My life's, I, I, I don't have enough time to play this, this fucking shit. Um, yeah. I didn't know about that sale. You failed me. Oh, I'm sorry. I guess I should have told you all. Damn. I saw it on, on their face space. I, I don't I don't I don't look at face space pages. Oh, Sorry. I hardly use Facebook really. I really. I mostly use it for Messenger. Yeah, I wonder if they have a Twitter, Instagrams. Maybe I don't know. Uh, yeah, that, it was like that. It was 
buy one, get one free for anything last generation and on back, except the good stuff. You know, they usually have like the really cool, like sort of rare, popular PS1 or original PS2 games uh, in those glass cases. Yeah. Those weren't buy one, get one free. Damn. (laughs) And those are usually the expensive ones. Um, yeah, it was cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I think it's time to dive into some news because some stuff came out. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Nothing extremely exciting, but we do have some numbers to start it off. The best selling games of April. Um, it it still just feels weird right now because E3 is literally in two weeks. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. And, I don't know. It's just like... Shit ain't leaking like it used to. No. It might also... Maybe just, there's just not, not anything to leak. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it might say... I think it says a lot about maybe where the industry is and where the show is as yeah. well. I mean, I, I saw the floor plan for E3 and I'm like, wow, shit. Like, I wouldn't even want to go there if I... Like, yeah. even even if, like, I got a free... If I got a pass to go in... I wouldn't want to travel out to L.A. for that. Yeah. I probably wouldn't either, especially with Sony not being there. Yeah. And Xbox. I don't know if, I, I, you know, Xbox isn't on the show floor. They're at their own, the Microsoft Theater or whatever. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it works, though, you know, if you buy the E3 pass, do you get into their stuff, too? I don't Maybe. know. Some of the stuff is separate. I know EA Play is different. Right. I think EA Play is free, though. Yeah, it might be. Anyways. Yeah. We'll see. But on to the best-selling games of April. I'll bring us from 20 to 11. If you bring us from 10 to 1, at number 20 is Borderlands. I'm assuming that is the remaster-influenced yeah. Probably. Number 19, Battlefield 5. 18, Jump Force. 17, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. 16, Final Fantasy X, 10 2 Re- HD Remaster. 15, New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. 14, Minecraft. 13, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. 12, Mario Kart 8. 11, Red Dead Redemption 2. Did you see that Minecraft Earth? I did. It's That's pretty wild. weird, man. Yeah. And it, augmented reality Minecraft game you play in the real world fuck man that's weird I feel like if there's another one of those sort of games that can take off it's gonna be this one because yeah. Minecraft's so popular I saw that Minecraft has passed 136 million copies sold I think oh god something crazy I'll look up the brought to you by Microsoft yeah yeah um or 10 Yoshi's Crafted World 9 NBA 2K19 8 Call of Duty Black Ops 4, 7, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, 6, Grand Theft Auto 5, 5, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, 4, The Division 2, 3, MLB 19, The Show, 2, Days Gone, number 1, Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah, I, a surprising top 2 for me. Um, don't necessarily see fighting games at the top no. too often. no. And Days Gone, a platform exclusive that didn't necessarily have that much buzz. Right. But I guess when you look at what did launch in April, it, there wasn't much to contend with. Um, yeah. Division 2, staying strong. Happy to see more people buying into Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Yeah. 
Definitely. Fucking awesome game. Yeah. Um, interesting to see Jump Force still hanging in the top. Yo, line. people like their anime. Yeah. Even if it's not a great anime fo- game, I... Mm, yeah. Yeah, I've seen footage of that game, and that's not something I'd like to play. Yeah. Even as an anime fan. Right. Um, yeah, hardware, software staying strong, hardware on the decline, Switch best-selling console of the month. None of that is surprising. Um, May will be interesting because there really wasn't a lot of big launches in May. I'm curious where Rage 2 lands. I imagine it'll be high. Yeah. It's, it's that kind of game that is like a Far Cry. It's enough like a Far Cry game that a lot of people will buy it anyway. Like, no matter what they hear, they're like, oh, that's a lot of game for me to play. Yeah. Because it is a lot if you want to clear out the map. Yes. There, there's plenty to do there. It's just if you mainline the story, you're just going to get to the end without having everything in the game, and you're not going to be punished for it. It's just going to be you'll have less tools. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I stand corrected on the Minecraft stuff. 176 million copies. Oh, dear. Yeah. Making it one of the most popular games of all time. I think I saw GTA 5 is past 110 million. Red Dead's at 24 million. Hmm. Two. Crazy stuff. Yeah. You know... We have another number that's kind of (laughs) crazy. Yeah. The number of games THQ Nordic is currently working on. 80 games. THQ Nordic, of course, a publisher. Bought a shit ton of studios and now has 80 games in development under the the THQ Nordic publishing title. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Like, I can't keep track of everything that they're doing, no. That's how 48 titles unannounced. Yeah. Holy shit. Hang on. IGN had, I guess, an image of some of those titles that they shared. I'm going to just try to find it really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, come on, baby. Yeah. THQ Nordic. Um, infamous earlier this earlier this year right just this year for that eight chan shit yeah definitely so that's 80 80 presumably 80 studios shaking their head at thq nordic's pr department yeah and some of this stuff i really wonder um you know their involvement on some of these games is kind of interesting to me i i just need to dig a little little further into it. For example, um, they do a lot of like partner publishing. Mm-hmm. So, like in the games listed in that are Team Sonic Racing. Yeah, in cases and, like that, it's a lot of them publishing games in certain regions. Yeah, and like Wolfenstein, Youngblood, MotoGP nineteen, F one twenty nineteen. So, I wonder how many of those games factor into their eighty games because eighty games is just fucking crazy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but then other games on here, Kingdom Come Deliverance Deluxe Edition, Monster Jam, Wreckfest, I guess a console version of that, Shenmue 3, Biomutant, the most interesting one on this list, Dead Island 2. They're do you, doing, do you remember Dead Island 2? 
So Dead Island 2 announced, gosh, E3 2014, I think, with a pretty cool trailer. And then um, it was supposed to be published by 2K, I think. It was being developed by Jaeger. That project completely went like belly up. But everyone kept saying Dead Island 2 is still being worked on, still being worked on. And they, they actually said that um, it is being worked on. They'll have more soon. Stay tuned. So E3 maybe? Question mark? I have no clue. But yeah, I, I'm not sure who's really clamoring for Dead Island 2 at this point. Um, Wasteland 3, Desperados 3, Iron Harvest. And then at the bottom they have... Uh, just top secret over a few developers' names, uh, Warhorse, which I think they make Darks, Darksiders. No, Darksiders, yeah. Um, Volition, Saints Row guys, Coffee Stain North, and 4A Games. Hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. So, yeah, I guess interesting. We'll, we'll probably have a better picture at E3, but yeah, man, that's that. A lot of those titles are. They, they have their name on the box in certain regions because they have access to distribution and mm-hmm. stuff. It's a smart way to make money, definitely. And then, you know, we, we it was it's been a while, I feel, since a THQ IP acquisition because they've been gobbling up all this stuff and you kind of go like, really? OK, but I mean, there is a market for some of these smaller games that really that aren't necessarily maybe indie games maybe a little step above um you know there there's a market for a lot of that they have if they i guess set their expectations in check and they're not like an ea or an activision of like it has to sell 25 million copies or it's a bust you know maybe it only has to sell seven hundred thousand copies and they're satisfied with that there's kind of nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. you know as long as you uh I guess just manage things correctly. Manage your budgets and your schedules and yeah. release calendar well. I'm THQ Nordic just fascinates me and I'm I'm really curious to see where they go in the next generation. I mean they have a few more titles coming out on this generation, but you know, do they take off even further? Do some of those IPs come back around, maybe like a Kingdoms of Amalur at all? Who knows? Yeah, it's They're such a weird company. <laughs> you, you kind of can't predict what what's going to happen with them. Um, no, but I'll I'll be watching. Yeah. Uh, as I'm watching right now, this uh, new trailer footage. Oh yeah. For Neo Two, which is coming out this year, there's a closed alpha that's going to be happening. Uh, May 24th through June 2nd. So that's like possibly the day you're hearing this. Only some PS4 users will be invited. Um, I assume you've had to have signed up for it, or maybe they just know who played the first game. Mm-hmm. We plan on playing the first game sometime. Sometime, yeah. But yeah, this this footage looks really cool. There's multiple characters you can play as. Uh, yeah. Really yeah. stylish. Definitely. I think that that's one of the things about Neo that sticks out to me is just the style. It, it just looks different than the other games of its genre. Yeah. Some of these enemies seem fucking wicked to fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very quick. Fast-paced sort of stuff. Yeah. Ooh, there's little 
bubble thingies. Oh, boy. Talking about fast-paced. Looks like Treyarch's going to have to be pretty fast-paced oh, on boy. their development of 2020's Call of Duty. Yeah. Story that broke over the weekend. Yeah, uh, so apparently some shit is happening between Sledgehammer and Raven that's causing their Call of Duty project to, I don't know, just not come together. And Treyarch is being thrown at it to make a Call of Duty Black Ops 5, presumably. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds insane to me. Since they're basically cutting a year off their production schedule. Right. And trying to fill that gap by throwing bodies at it. Which might not always be the case. Sounds like there could be some problems with people crunching a lot Yeah, with that. I think it could definitely lead to that. I'm, you know, apparently there was a lot of crunch on Black Ops 4. Just, you know, the whole... Uh, shift to battle royale and cutting campaign all sorts of stuff you know can see that and basically yeah sledgehammer which i what this is what i just find weird about this so call of duty's been on like a three-year cycle with their developers so sledgehammer was up next uh for 2020's title infinity wars this year Um, which also i can't believe we haven't heard what the next call of duty is by now kind of like usually, you you know a few weeks before E three. I mean, I, I I think it'll still be for what we know. E3. Like it'll be announced like yeah. tomorrow morning after we've recorded right, right. and published this. And it's heavily rumored to be a modern warfare game, which okay could be neat, but that's definitely playing it safe, in my opinion. But Sledgehammer was going to be up. Uh, Raven was an interesting studio that Activision just folded into a Call of Duty support studio. They've made a lot of like multiplayer DLC for a lot of these games. And I just, I don't know how Activision thought that having Sledgehammer and Raven co-developing the game would be smart. You know? Sledgehammer's going to be used to uh, leading these projects. I think you just give it to one studio or the other and you know, like this is the lead studio, not really a co-developing thing. I think that's just kind of bizarre. And um, also apparently, uh, so uh, Michael Condry, I think it is, uh, and Glenn Schofield, they both left Sledgehammer a while ago. Michael Condry started a studio, a new studio with 2K, and apparently has been taking a lot of good Sledgehammer employees. So that could be another part of it but yeah i mean basically we're gonna get a black ops 5 next year and sledgehammer and raven are gonna be support studios for treyarch for it fucking bizarre yeah i mean let's just hope they don't have to crunch that bad to get it done but that's yeah it's kind of shitty yeah it's i think it's just almost it's not practical to or like it's almost unacceptable to be like hey you have one less year to do this now we'll throw some more people at you but you have one less year to do it yeah and like some of those things it isn't a matter of having having more more people sometimes it just takes more time to do stuff and it i don't know it's 
it's not just like you throw more people at it and it makes it makes the problem go away it's not not that simple all the time yes projects are complicated yes especially any kind of software development is complicated especially video games Mm -hmm. how do you feel about black ops 5 sure i mean black ops 4 hardly felt like a black ops game yeah it felt just like yo this is a rad call of duty game with the battle royale and multiplayer and I guess zombies, we didn't play that all that much. But yeah, it, but it didn't seem to contribute to the Black Ops, like the, the story of Black Ops. Like, yeah. Black Ops has a through line and I guess some of the zombie stuff might have a through line between it. But as far as like the main campaign, the main story goes, it doesn't really add to it. Right. So I'm interested to see where they pick up with Black Ops 5. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows where it'll it'll be? It was also rumored that Sledgehammer's game was set in Vietnam, mm. like Cold War stuff, and um, also, shit, what was I gonna say? Oh, one other wrinkle to maybe throw in there is potentially new hardware to develop for with the launch of new consoles. You know, that could also be another yeah another wrinkle into the situation that could lead to more headaches just trying to figure out new hardware yeah speaking of crunch cd project red has been notorious for crunch especially with the witcher 3 and they're promising to do better with cyberpunk 2077 i'm not sure if i'll take them at their word i'd rather hear from employees and not like i I will believe it when the employees come out and say, hey, this project was better than the last. But uh, I, I don't know. Like they, They're coming out here with, a, with what they're clearly tailoring as a positive message that they're going to do better. I'm just not so sure. They, I, I don't know. I, I find it hard to trust management at video game development studios anymore. Based on like a lot of this, a lot of the stuff we've been hearing about working conditions in the industry, it's it's just hard to believe them at their word when yeah. they say they're going to do this kind of stuff. Yeah, but then I, the stories kind of point differently from right. employees. You gotta wonder if it was them just trying to get out ahead of sort of something, maybe getting trying to get some good PR. I genuinely want to believe them, though. Yeah, I'll, I, I'll I'd I'd that. love to believe them. I'd love for this to be true. Mm-hmm. I'm just skeptical. But anymore. apparently like the the um the crunch for The Witcher 3 was brutal to finish that game. And you know, at least just seeing the amount of detail in Cyberpunk, I could see that being just as bad potentially. And yeah. I hope that doesn't happen. Like I'd rather them just push their game if it means that you know, nobody's working ridiculous hours, you know what I mean? So let's hope yeah, but but I I think it's also a good thing that, you know, whether this ends up panning out, you know, we'll see. But it's at least good that studios are definitely talking about this, and they're definitely trying to change. And let's hope that they do change because it's a massive massive problem that doesn't really need to be there, you know, or at least it doesn't have to be as bad as it is. You know, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, yeah, we'll we'll see. I I imagine we'll hear something coming out of there. Jason Trier will dig something up out of the studio. <laughs> He'll get someone to talk. Yeah. Yeah. They said in the thing, if you if they need to take time off, they can take time off. Nobody will be frowned upon. If this will be requested. We'll see. Yeah. We've got a few things, announcements, rumors. Uh, Annapurna's Outer Wilds. You know, having Outer Wilds and Outer Worlds coming yeah. out the same year. Yeah. Like, the fact that those two games exist in the same time period is mm-hmm. is kind of a problem for people trying to distinguish them. But, uh, yeah, Outer Wilds is coming out at the end of the month, May 30th. Yeah. What When I first saw this, I was like, oh, because I thought it was Outer Worlds. I got really excited. And then I saw May 30th. And I'm like, wow, that's super soon. And then I saw all on Xbox One and um, PC. And I was like, I thought that game was coming to PS4. And I was like, oh, shit, it's Outer Wilds. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the game seems neat, though. It's like a much more tight, tighter No Man's Sky-ish sort of experience, I guess. Yeah. Uh, moving on through here, Codemasters is making a new Grid game. Yeah. Man, Grid was a while ago, wasn't it? Dude, that was a really long time ago. I loved the first Grid. I haven't played, I think it was Grid 2 or Autosport I never played. Mm -hmm. Um, But that first one, I really enjoyed. It's much more of a street racer. Yeah. This game's coming this year, September. Yep. Yes. And George R. Martin is consulting with a From Software game. It's not a Game of Thrones thing, though. No. It's 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 rumored to be this Viking thing um, From Software is making. I mean, cool. That's cool. Yeah. Who knows when he did this consulting to? Mm-hmm. I mean, it could have been a year or two or three ago. It's rumored that that game's been in development for like three years, so could have been a while ago. I mean, that could be very cool. George R. R. Martin is obviously very good at setting up worlds and mm-hmm. characters and um, kind of different uh, groups within that world. Very great at doing that yeah. and telling stories. Sometimes it gets too complicated in the mm-hmm. case of the books. And I feel like this man doesn't know how to untangle his own fucking mess that he's made. But also let me just get the obligatory. Can you please just finish the fucking book statement out? Mm. Not to come off as try to come off as yeah. entitled, but motherfucker, especially after that last season, I won't say much else than that. That's a world I'd like to see a Total War game in. Total War Game of Thrones. Oh. You take control of one of the houses. Sure. Dude, that'd be fucking sick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why not? Or you could be the fucking White Walkers or some shit. Why not? Mm-hmm. Where are you at, Game of Thrones? Uh, I am on episode four of season six. Okay. So what do you think of the last few episodes of season five? I liked hard, it. Hard home, dance with dragons. I liked it a lot. I love them. Oh man, season six, pretty good. Yeah, um, I'm having fun with it. Apparently, that HBO Go trial is only one week, so I have until Monday to get through. Oh, Jesus, the rest of season six <laughs> and then seven and eight. Mm-hmm. Aren't season seven and eight a little bit shorter? They are, but they have uh, longer episodes. Some mm-hmm. of them. 
Um, but overall, runtime is probably shorter. Yeah, like even though season eight was six episodes, it was about seven hours in total because mm. the last four episodes are an hour and twenty minutes, roughly. Yeah. So I've got I've got a lot of watching to do. I mean, I guess I can do that while I watch the dog. Mm-hmm. Which is what I have been doing. I watched almost all of season five on Monday. Wow. Uh, season, so episode five of season six is one of my favorite episodes of the whole show. Mm-hmm. I fucking loved it. And it made me like go like, oh my God. And then, yeah, the last two episodes of season six are probably two of two top five Game of Thrones episodes of all time to me. <clears throat> yeah, There's I'm some a, delicious stuff in season six. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, go through it. Seven's good, but you can tell they're very much picking up the pace. Yeah, and I won't I mean, say much about eight. <laughs> I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Yeah, um, but we've got one more story about the future of PlayStation. PlayStation. Boss, let's see who who do we actually hear? We have Ryan, Mr. Ryan. I forget his first name. Jim Ryan. Jim Ryan. Okay. So, yeah, we believe the streaming era is upon us and is about to begin a period of rapid growth. While others are in startup mode or in catch-up mode, SIE has been steadily investing organically and through acquisition for over 20 years and now is a network of over 13 powerhouse studios in all regions serving gamers across the globe. I pretty much think that streaming is the future, mm-hmm. which I'm not sure if we're there yet. In- infrastructure might not be there yet, but they're going to try to push it, and we'll see. Yeah, It's going to be an interesting next couple of years i mean definitely playing into this is probably their relationship with microsoft that they just yes uh started and also i mean apparently the yeah a lot of people were blindsided yeah so this this deal apparently happened above the uh above the playstation team this was higher up that they made this deal (laughs) they kind of had to talk them off the ledge sort of thing Mm mm-hmm yeah, that's that. That was a pretty fascinating story. Yeah, but I think they also started that one uh, that that uh, programmed it. Oh, I forget what it, this one division to make TV shows and movies out of their IP. Yes. So yeah, yep. we have that. Apparently, Twisted Metal's already a TV show they're making. Oh boy! All right. I guess that could work as a TV show. I, I guess. Know. I don't know if that's the one I would start with. <laughs> That could be cool. I that mean, could yeah. be a like that could be a fun like eight episode series. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, bringing that stuff in house a lot more, and I think it makes sense for Sony because they also have a movie division. Yeah, but to me, like they got to stay faithful in a way or adapt, find out a way to adapt it in a cool way. In the case of Detective Pikachu, they yeah. got to stay faithful to the IP and not just. Hollywood this shit out of it just because you know it could be cool the whole streaming thing I think makes sense obviously streaming is probably the future but I wish I, I just think it's going to be an uphill climb yeah I just wish I lived in a place mm-hmm. that had internet that supported it yeah. I mean eventually I may but right now it's not reality for me yeah I think it I think that's going to be the case for a lot of people mm-hmm. 
Tyler, we have new video games out this week. Uh, quite the list. Not the biggest list ever, but we do have a list of games. And I'm going to get us started here at the top. Alternate Jake Hunter. Daedalus, The Awakening of Golden Jazz. That is a Jesus very long title. Christ. <laughs> a new chapter begins in Detective Jinguji Saburo series. One month ago today, someone murdered Saburo's father, Kyosuke, while he was living in New York. He soon discovers that his grandfather's last word was diadalus. What does this mean? Why was my grandfather killed? What? Okay. American Fugitive on PS4. A modern take on classic sandbox, sandbox action. Framed... For your, your father's murder, you'll need to do whatever it takes to unveil the real culprit. Tackle thrilling missions uh, for the criminal underworld. Just don't let the cops track you down. Set in the deep south of the 80s, American Fugitive is a love letter to the classic movies and the games of old. Hmm. Also going back in time here, back in 1995 is releasing this week on PlayStation 4 and Vita Digital Cross Buy. Throwback to the survival horror and mystery games of the mid-90s, 32-bit generation. Back in 1995, faithfully cre recreates everything from this all-but-forgotten era of games. Explore a sparse cityscape in the year 1995, littered with clues about the past. Uncover the mystery of yourself, your daughter, and what happened to the city. Game you talked about earlier, Dauntless. As a Slayer. I'm seeing Slayer tomorrow. Very excited. You are all that stands in, stands between your world and the behemoths that seek to devour it. Take on boss-sized monsters. Forge powerful weapons and craft armor from the very creatures you'll slay. All in a massive free-to-play online world. Yep. There you go. We've got a PlayStation 4 game releasing this week called Dollhouse. Very ominous art here. The haunting horror game draws you into the mysterious atmosphere of film noir. Delve deep into the middle of Marie. Middle uh, into the mind of Marie. That didn't sound right the first time. No. Definitely not no. the right word I said. Uh, a detective trying to unravel the secrets of her past memory by memory use the focus feature to see through the eyes of your pursuer as you try to survive a suspenseful game of cat and mouse uh, next up is dragon fantasy volumes of westeria ps4 experience an all new old adventure fight your way through hordes of strange silly scary monsters Explore the caves, castles, and dungeons of an ancient evil. Meet warriors, princes, pirates, zombies, and crazy old woodsmen in a huge world of epic retro RPG adventure. Mm, all right. Next up, we have Everybody's Golf VR. Step onto the course like never before in the most immersive Everybody's Golf experience yet. Swing for the flag with your PS Move motion controller or DualShock 4 wireless controller. Play through these play through three incredible courses. Practice your putting on the green and or tee off at the driving range to perfect your swing. VR Golf sounds like a decent time. Yeah. 
Killing Floor double feature PS4 and PlayStation VR uh, retail as well. Fight the Zeds across two realities in this brutal double feature containing Tripwire's beloved Killing Floor 2 and Killing Floor Incursion on PS4 and PSVR at one great price. Just fucking call them zombies. I'm tired of these dumb alternate names for zombies. Just call them zombies. Yeah. Just fucking call them zombies. I think that World War Z game doesn't even call them zombies. Oh, really? What are they? I think they go with a similar na- name like Zeds or something like that. I, it's really it's really dumb. It makes me like zombie games less. <laughs> Just call them what they are. The next game is The Last Door Complete Edition. Feel what it's truly like to be alone in the dark with this low-res, high-suspense, point-and-click horror adventure. The complete edition includes eight terrifying episodes investigating Victorian England's deepest, darkest secret. Featuring new scenes and puzzles, enhanced graphics, unlockable extras, and remastered sound. Next up is Observation on PS4. Observation is a sci-fi thriller uncovering what happened to Dr. Emma Fisher and the crew of her mission through the lens of the station's artificial intelligence, Sam. Players assume the role of Sam by operating the station's control systems, cameras, and tools to assist Emma in discovering what happened to the station, the vanished crew, and Sam himself. Ooh. Next is Skelly Celeste. Prophecy foretells that one day hell shall runneth over and the evil dead will spill onto earth. Onto the earth. Onto the earth. Skelly Celeste is a score attack slash dash run and gun a thon that places players in the skeletal shoes of a heavenly keeper. Take on the procedurally generated gauntlets of hell spawn and defeat the sinful horrors that lurk in the depths of hell. What a write up. Damn. Slay the Spire. PS4. Slay the Spire is an energetic fusion of card games and roguelikes. Choose your cards wisely. Craft a unique deck. Encounter bizarre creatures. Discover relics of immense power. And make your way up the ever-changing spire. This is an abomination. I don't know why it's on this list. Team Sonic Racing. Oh, what's wrong with Team Sonic Team Sonic Racing combines the best elements of arcade and fast-paced competitive racing. Face off with friends or race together across stunning worlds, sharing power-up speed and speed boosts, choosing from three distinct character types, and unlock game-changing vehicle customization options to suit your racing style. You know, other than the title, they don't mention Sonic at all in that write-up. It's like that write-up could have been from any other game. Yeah. (laughs) Slap your title in here. Yeah. I also don't really understand... Isn't is Sonic faster than these cars? Yeah, I, I think so. Why don't so. they just run? I, Create tracks you can run on them. I don't think we're supposed to think about it. No. Sonic, man. Does anyone like Sonic? I don't. Do you like Sonic out there, listener? Yeah. I don't Maybe know. that's a bold... Maybe those are fighting words I just said. Now I know people like Sonic Mania, but still. Sonic sucks. Read the last game. Yeah. Virtual, virtual reality. Guess what this is coming to? PlayStation VR. 
put on VR headsets and VR to dive into nested worlds and escape your AI manager Chaz Activitude, the virtual labor system, assure assures you that the artisanal human companionship is still highly valued by AI clients, even if their requests seem eclectic. Feeling destructive? Vacuum away realities with your Activitude brand poly cleanup tool. This is a nightmare. That's this is this is like you don't need another layer of virtual reality. No, that's this seems a little too confusing. Oh my god. So I'm gonna pass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess PlayStation Video is a place you could watch the Game of Thrones if you didn't yep. catch it on HBO. Yep. Uh or if you sign up for a certain thing in PlayStation View, you could watch it there. I don't know. There's yeah. there's stuff. There's stuff on other services. <laughs> Slaughterhouse rules. Yeah, I don't know what that's about. Oh, but yeah. Boy. Yeah. You're going to see Slayer tomorrow? I am. Sounds awesome. Yeah. I'm going to be sure watching... Cool. A lot of racing this weekend, and apparently a lot of Game of Thrones, because that trial is only a week. <laughs> Fucking greedy HBO bastards. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for Monaco, even though it might not be that great of a race. The Indy 500. Yep. It's always an entertaining thing to see. Did you see that shit with McLaren and Fernando Alonso? No. Oh my god. It's a whole clusterfuck. What happened to them? Uh, so they they had a second they had a backup car that they were going that they ordered from someone. They painted it the wrong color orange, so they wanted it repainted, and then it wasn't ready when they needed it, and they didn't have a steering wheel for that car. So <laughs> they didn't get to practice or qualify or anything. By the time they got to qualifying, they made so many mistakes. On they did get a qualifying run in, but they were at the wrong gear ratio and limited their top speed. Jesus. That you know, you know, the look of the car doesn't really fucking matter. Maybe I it's guess not, maybe that, it that was that was sponsors. only one minor thing in the whole like there was this like, one there was this the one example like where they were tuning the car and they forgot to convert from metric to American units. <laughs> And like the car was dragging on the ground, like sparks were flying and shit. And like, I feel like there's someone going to get the boot on that team, <laughs> dude. It, That's yeah. pretty crazy. Yeah. Wow. Looking forward to some racing. You're going to see a concert. I'm going to try to play that Life is Strange two episode three. I know I'm a little bit late to the party there, but I'm going to try to get that done before next week. Tyler, what are you going to try to do for next week's show? Just play whatever I can. Mm-hmm. Just do the stuff. Gonna try to beat Madam Butterfly? Potentially. Yeah. So yeah. Just play whatever whatever I'm feeling. Yeah. And then hopefully, uh, I'm hoping maybe Monday to go see John Wick 3. Awesome. Yeah. I, I would be game for that. I am, I've been waiting to see it with the boys. Mm-hmm. There's a lot out. There's a lot of movies out now. 
I mean, I'm not saying any of them are good, but Aladdin comes out this weekend. I'm um, just not interested in any of the Disney live action stuff. Yeah. Like I I, I enjoyed the cart I enjoyed the animated films. They were they're they're good. You don't need to do this. They're just yeah. trying to print money. And the animated movies really stand up even yeah. today with their animation style and everything, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see with Aladdin, but also um I don't know if you saw the trailer for the movie Brightburn. I've heard that it, it looks interesting. Yeah, it's like a horror Superman. Oh. It kind of looks interesting. Okay. So, yeah, it's a lot of interesting stuff out to watch. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. If you all need to get in contact with us, you can do that via email at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com or via Twitter at PSReportPodcast. Give us ratings, reviews, share us with your friends. That's how we get out there to more people. If you need to find me, you can do that at the Arctic Sloth. If you need to find Tyler, you can do that at his Twitter and YouTube channel, Plugged on Vids. Until next week, be good to each other, play your video games, and chaos is a ladder.